This is Professor Rick Del Santo of the PWZ Podcast. If you're interested in professional wrestling of the independent kind, the National Wrestling Alliance, and the United Wrestling Network, check us out on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to professional wrestling podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shocking Things. We have Rick from Pro Wrestle Zone. How you doing, Rick? I'm great. How are you today, John? Very good. Um, what did you do last weekend, Ricky? Uh, basically, my son had a basketball tournament in Pennsylvania. We had a nice six-hour drive there and probably oh. a seven-hour drive back stuck in traffic. You know, <laughs> That's not good. No, I was upset no. because I invited you to go to Tudor for an event and you couldn't go. Yep. Well, hopefully uh, next year. Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, family life gets in the way of that. But that's oh, I know, no, but yeah. that's important. So I, I don't blame yeah. you. You can't do everything. You don't have uh, two Ricks. You don't have a doppelganger <laughs> Rick to do to do to do everything. Unfortunately, that's right. That's right. But, but uh, I just figured uh, since this is a horror related podcast, uh, one of the events I went to was uh, Connecticut Horror Fest. I know you heard about that before, yeah. right, Rick? Yeah, I have yet to get to it. Uh, and, you know, and um, I believe the this year was only you know not too far from where I live. It's in Naugatuck, and uh, it's probably you know it's right over Route Forty Two, so it's not a far drive from where I am. What, like fifteen twenty minutes, probably. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for wrestling, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts was there. I know. I know you like him. Yeah, I met him about uh, three years ago. He uh, he did a speaking tour, and uh, he came to Hamden, and uh, uh, at the Outer Space, if you remember that venue. Oh, okay, um, yep. It was very entertaining. You know, uh, somebody had uh, actually had an extra ticket and called me up and asked me if I wanted to go that evening, and it was a lot of fun, man. I got to tell you, he uh, he had some really great stories to tell about the snake and uh, the junkyard dog. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see him? Ask him. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he wasn't there very long. Matthew Lillard, I don't know how much he's making. Uh, uh they had their line was insane. Matthew Lillard, Ski Ulrich, and Kathy and Jimmy. Average wait time was four hours. Oh God, I would never. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, you can go next time. Yeah, you'll I'll have a good to... time there. Yeah, you know, me and you used to go to a lot of conventions back in the day. Uh, you know, in the 90s, we used to drive to Jersey to, like, uh, horror conventions and stuff. And they were always a, a blast. You know, I had a lot of fun going to those things. Yeah. And this, I also want to say, but uh, there's two different uh, podcasts that had uh, tables there. Insufferable Bastards. Uh, everyone should check them out because they had a, an interview on their podcast with one of the guests. Bob Elmore, who was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. 
uh, as the main leather face. There's two different leather faces, actually. And he kind of explains that in the podcast. They're really great guys. Another one's Pinto Comics. Okay. And I did horror trivia with them. And that was a lot of fun. They do all different types of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, question and answers with uh, two of the actors who played Michael Myers. Uh, the screen panel was full to capacity. Jeez. That that is the hot thing. It's a different. Uh, we're a different generation, Rick. So we. <laughs> yeah! Wow, that's that's incredible, especially in Connecticut, of all things. You know. Yeah. No. Is Connecticut, it, this is, is Connecticut becoming a, like a popular place for stuff like this to happen now? It seems. Like. I. This is double the the attendance to last wow. year. Uh, well, not last year, the year before, since uh, government shut everything down. So, right. but yeah, so that's that's pretty crazy. But yeah, no, it's really picking up. Um, that was fun. And the other fun event, which is uh, kind of leads into what we're going to talk about somewhat, um, the new uh, Hartford Healthcare Amphitheater in Bridgeport, uh, Ace Fraley and Alice Cooper. Cool. That was a really good time. It's a really, you'll like the venue. You definitely have to check that out eventually. You said that's Hartford, right? Well, no, it's in Bridgeport, but it's called oh, Hartford Bridgeport. Healthcare Amphitheater. Oh, that's very confusing. Sense, but okay. Yeah. Good thing I didn't but, just try to wing it uh, to go there. Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Ace played like pretty much all Kiss songs. He didn't play any of his post Kiss material, which I was disappointed with. That's weird. But yeah. But uh, since we're going to talk about horror-related um, music, Alice Cooper, who's probably one of the biggest ones, would you say, for when you think of like horror and music, you think of Alice Cooper. For like that shock, like, I yeah, guess, pre-goth type, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say probably like horror-related music, yeah. He's yeah. probably like the first one and possibly, possibly one of the biggest. Yeah, definitely one of the biggest. Um, he actually had, for Man Behind the Mask, he had a guy dressed up as Jason Voorhees on stage, which was pretty cool. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so for this episode, I want to specifically talk about bands that inco- that aren't, like, like Alice Cooper does, like, for example, like a lot of horror theme, but they're not specific to the movies. You know what I mean? Even though he's on, yes. like, a soundtrack for Friday 13 Part 6. The song isn't really specifically about Jason Voorhees or Friday Thirteenth, if you read the lyrics. Mm-hmm. But these bands I want to talk about just specifically. There's no doubt they're talking about the movies. So I know I, I for everyone listening, I didn't really. I told Rick I'm just gonna want this kind of be fresh in your mind. I'm not gonna really give you too much information. I'm gonna mention some of the bands, some of the songs, see if you if you remember them. Because Rick and I listen to Rick is way more into music than I'm in. More I'm pretty close-minded to a degree with music where Rick is really into lots of different genres. Yeah. It all depends on my mood, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no Lil Wayne for Rick, though. That's uh, uh, I don't think so. Sorry. But, all right. So, all right. I'm going to start off 1985, Stormtroopers of Death. Uh, from the Speak English or Die album, they have a song titled Freddy Krueger. <laughs> that might be the first time I ever heard uh, a slasher movie character mentioned in a song. Wow, that's a good uh, – damn, I didn't even know about that. 
I yeah. mean, I didn't even think about that. You know, I probably it's probably been thirty years since I've heard that record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that I just I find it interesting, like because because uh, this list is going to be mostly like thrash and death metal grind type mm-hmm. that genre and. I, there's something about it where if you're a fan of that music, you're going to be into these movies, it seems. Do you agree it's, for the most part? Typical, it's typical, yeah. I mean, uh, you're either into oh, you know, metal and punk and hardcore, stuff like that. You're, you're Generally, your favorite genre is like horror, horror maybe sci-fi. Sci-fi, and, you yeah. know, It's very rare that you get people that are just like, you know, into art films and stuff like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, did you ever see Stormtroopers' Death, Rick? Live? Any... No, I, I've okay. never seen them. No. Okay. Saw them once. This was at the Tuxedo Junction in Danbury. So that was during the reunion tour, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, who? Fury of Five opened up as oh. one of the bands I remember. Yeah, classic. Not Might really. have been Vision of Disorder too, possibly. Okay. They had a they had a huge following. Those guys. They yeah. they were quite popular at one point. Uh, the next I definitely know you're familiar with, uh, Anthrax. Uh, that's like one of my favorite bands. I got to tell you, it's like I I ended up breaking out some of their CDs a couple weeks back, and um, even actually probably last week, uh, I listened to uh, Among the Living and Spreading the Disease, and I even you know the funny part about it is I played uh, Fistful of Metal too, and uh, yeah, no. It's weird listening to that. It's like the high pitched vocals. It just, just yeah, it's a very weird. It's record. just weird. Yeah. yeah, that's one that but, I could never really get into. I've tried since I bought it in probably junior high school, and it's still like I, I still just can't get into it. I thought maybe years later I'd get into it, but I can't. No, no, it's it's not very good. Yeah. Uh, this, this I want to specifically talk about among the living. That's from 1987, which I, I think most Anthrax fans will say that's their favorite album. Yeah, I was about to say that's that's uh, that's definitely probably my favorite album of theirs. Uh, it's just consistently, you know, it's got one like a banger after banger after banger. You know, it's like yeah, just, you don't have to skip any songs. You can just play it the whole yeah. album through and not skip anything. Yeah. Which doesn't you know doesn't happen too often on uh, a lot of albums. And the so the horror relation to this is on the album cover, you have Preacher Kane from the Poltergeist films. Mm-hmm. So that's the 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 main draw. And inside the album, uh, the drummer Charlie Benante is actually wearing uh, a Day of the Dead shirt. Also, that's another thing that would happen back in the day was. A lot of these bands would wear like horror shirts or something to that effect, you know, like hardcore bands or or thrash bands and stuff like that. You know, you'd see yeah. them wear, and that's probably how I uh, also discovered some of these uh, movies back in the day as well. Oh, okay, that's how I discovered oh. Evil Dead was uh, somebody was wearing an Evil Dead shirt. I don't remember who exactly, but uh, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. What, so then uh, the song Among the Living is uh, based on the Stephen King novel, The Stand. I don't know if you're aware of that. Did you know that, Rick? No, I was unaware of that. And Skeleton in the Closet is about the, the Stephen King novella at pupil. So there's it, it's cool to see these horror connections that some people know, some people don't. Um, the other interesting thing is 
the lawyers for uh, Island Records were nervous about using these blatant Stephen King lyrics without getting his permission. So their manager, uh, Anthrax manager, called Stephen King and talked to him about it, and they were relieved to find out he was actually a fan of Anthrax, and he didn't mind. You know, he, yeah, he, he likes a lot of weird music. I wouldn't call it weird, but, you know, music that you wouldn't think uh, Stephen King would listen to. He's actually a huge Meat Puppets fan as well. Oh, okay. So that's, like, one of his favorite bands. And I think he, he was a huge fan of punk band The Minutemen, too. Okay. Yeah, it's cool how all this stuff just somehow just goes together. Yep. Now, another band I want to mention, not really for the songs, but just the the artwork on the album is a death metal band cancer. Uh, this album to the gory end came out in 1990. Are you familiar with that, Rick? I remember them. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm looking it up <clears throat> now. Okay. Um, no, yeah. the album cover has its artwork based on the 1978 dawn of the dead it has uh, the zombie with the machete going through his head that Tom Savini put through his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yep. I know this one. Yeah. So, so just for that reason, that's why I just wanted to mention it. None of the songs, really, but just, just the album cover. Uh, 1990 was the big boom for death metal. Like, how many death metal bands just came out of the woodwork or had an album that came out in 1990? Yeah, that's definitely the peak, I think, 1990. Uh, and, and, then, and then when the whole death metal trend really came into play. Yeah, yeah some good bands and some terrible ones. And I well, used to just buy everything. Yes. At the well, time. you know, that's the same thing when, you know, I discovered punk rock. I'd buy any record. Half the time I'd get home, it was pure garbage, but, you know. Yeah, you'd to... look at the label, too, sometimes. You'd say, okay, yeah, well, that's... I like this label, so yeah. that's I'll one buy it and take like, a chance. Not everything uh, could have been Revelation Records in 1987 or 1988, you know, where yeah. every record they did was good for the most part. Uh, but, you know, you get home buying stuff on Megaforce or uh, what was the other label? Metal Blade and... Uh, you'd get a lot of uh, misses, so to speak, sometimes. Yeah, and then for the death metal stuff, I'd look at like earache records. Like, okay, I'll take a chance with any of that stuff. And so, yeah. So then after that, this band is probably going to mention next one of the biggest in death metal, especially that they're still talked about now. uh, Deicide. The uh, the self-titled album, that came out in 1990 also. And the song Dead by Dawn is, if you ever heard it, I don't know if you're familiar with the song, Rick, are you? Yeah, somewhat. Didn't we see them at one point? Never saw them. We I never, never saw, saw Deicide, okay. no. But, uh, yeah, so that song's about the movie Evil Dead. They mentioned the neck, the neck, oh, boy. Ooh, say that <laughs> ten times fast. Necronomicon. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely I'm familiar with that. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm thinking of a different band. I'm sorry, which basically follows the same same footsteps, I guess, as bands you know that we're referring to. Yeah, and they, also, uh, and they have a lead in that song too, and the the guitar lead sounds like the uh, the title from the Twilight Zone too that they they put in there. Another band, I, I know you're a fan of this band. We talked about them because uh, they're like they have so many different types of influences. They like bands like um, Blue Cheer and King Crimson to 
death, all different types of bands, Impetigo. Yeah, they were a weird, weird, weird band because they, they didn't really just fit into one category in a way. Like, I guess you you want to call it kind of grind before there was such a thing. Uh, you know, it was just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I kind of want to call them a hardcore band at the same time. I wouldn't really consider it. It's like a mix yeah, of all different stuff, styles. You're right. There was like some hardcore stuff in there mixed in. It was It was a really weird band. Yeah. So that's why I mentioned them, the Ultimo Mondo Cannibal. That's from 1990, that particular album. that's pr- uh, That might be the first time I heard a band using uh, snippets from horror movies spliced okay. into, uh, that I could think of. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head now. I'm sure if we did further research. But yeah. as far as like discovering it, yeah, that might be right. Uh, like the song Maggots has an intro from uh, Fulci City of the Living Dead. For example, Revenge of the Scabby Man. The intro is from Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. Those are weird movies. I don't know if you ever saw any of the Ilsa movies, Rick. No, I, I've never seen those. <laughs> Very like, strange exploitation. Another one, boy. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> You're on the roll yeah. tonight. Yeah, exploit exploitation movies, boy. Uh, it's uh, really really strange. That's uh, Ant Plaza. That's where uh, I found out about those movies from him, a mutual friend like- of ours. That was probably out of everyone know, probably had the biggest movie collection back then. He always liked a lot of really weird horror movies. Like that was his thing. He and he wouldn't. Uh, he was one of those guys that you remember, like we used to go to shows and he would just buy metal CDs based on, you know, the name. It sounded like a cool metal name or yeah. it had a cool artwork. Next thing you know, he's got fucking 5,000 CDs. Pardon my language. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, and then the same thing with like movies. He just bought any horror movie that would come out. Yeah. You know. But yeah, so that's so that's what was really cool about that band. They have some of the more obscure you know, horror and cult films in their uh, Bloody Pit of Horror has another uh, intro from Ilsa. Dear Uncle Creepy from the, the Creepy uh, magazines. Uh, Zombie from the Fulci movie. So it's really, really cool. Uh, unadulterated Brutality from uh, Wizard of Gore. So it's a really interesting... And the whole album's uh, based on uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, that's right. another movie. You ever see that movie? Yes, Rick, I no? actually did see that. Didn't it? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem as creepy as the name implies. Sometimes. Yeah, it's it's definitely a controversial movie. Def- yeah. At the time, it was because uh, people actually thought it was real, and they thought that people actually got killed. Yep. <laughs> and they have that's a song the on that too. That's the thing about movies back in the day. Like you can do something like that in a movie, and people would think that it's completely real. Because like, yeah, it was filmed like a documentary. Yeah. To a degree, uh, like it was like a found, like one of the early found footage movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the, so, and they have a song on uh, "Bad Dreams" as the intro from that Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, they had other albums too, but that's like EPs, really. But that's really, I'd say, what they're known for. If you're a fan yeah, of that. I think they had one album and then there was a couple, like you said, EPs and a, and a demo, maybe. Uh, and then the next band is we're going to pretty much end it at. I'd say 
they are the band when I think of horror movies and music. This is the band that really comes to mind as Mortician. Oh boy. Yeah. You agree with me on that? Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think. When they finally put out an album, there was a sample in between every single uh, song. I mean, not? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the intros are longer than the songs. Yes. And, and the, another reason why when I think of you know, the horror films and music is because I would actually see uh, Will from Artition at every horror convention I would go to on the East Coast. He was at them. That's how we discovered the band before. I think, yes, right. Because he'd of, wear cause... a leather vest mm-hmm. with mortician on the back and, and uh, the logo with the, these two hatchets, which uh, instead of like New York hardcore is New York death metal. Yeah, and it was so, before I think they were an actual band. He was walking around with that. On his, uh... I, they were. They weren't signed. I think they had like then yeah. they got they had one uh, EP later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Uh, a mortal massacre. So they they had some eat like some seven inches, but not really, you know, no no, no albums at the time. And then uh, we used to see him at Chiller Theater all the time. Very nice guy, talkative. And then we, this I specifically remember. You're going to remember we we went to a Fangoria Weekend of Horrors in New York City. We saw yeah. him there, and yeah. he had. Uh, uh, we were supposed to be Angus Scrim there, and then you got nervous because on the elevator, someone wrote Scrim Scrammed in a Sharpie. Do you remember this? <laughs> I, I do remember the Scrim So we're like, oh, no. <laughs> Is he, he not going to be here? We're <laughs> yes. like, oh, no. So then we went to line, and then I saw Will from Mortician, and he had one of his seven inches. He actually has uh, uh, a picture of the tall man. Uh, Angus Scrim on it, and he had Angus Scrim sign it, which I thought was really cool. Wow, that's funny. So yeah, so that band is a uh, huge into horror. That's why I wanted to mention them. Uh, some of their material, the the 1991 EP Mortal Massacre. They have a song Mortal Massacre, uh, Night of Living Dead's uh, intro, uh, Red Rum from The Shining, uh, House by the Cemetery is a, an album they have based on the film House by the Cemetery. But uh, they have a song, um, The Fire of the Dead from the movie Deranged. Uh, World Domination from, this is a, the Van Damme classic Cyborg. They have an intro from that. That's a weird one to think to, yeah, it uh, is. to be putting a movie, you know, because it's just, it's a science fiction film, essentially, you know. It's, it's but, but the, I don't know if, uh, did you ever see that movie, Rick, or no? Uh, probably when it came out. When did it come out? Like late eighties, eighty nine. Yeah, but like before, but like the, before Van Damme was like a huge. Before star. he was really big. Yeah, I think this is a canon film. But mm-hmm. the intro he says is right when the movie starts. You can you can find it on YouTube. Uh, he says uh, something about the other starvation. There's a plague and doctors have a cure. He's like, why? I like the death. I like this world. So that's the intro he uses for the song. So it fits perfectly. Uh, Driller Killer based on the film. 
House by the Cemetery, like I said, based on that film. So uh, uh, he does uh, Procreation of the Wicked, the Celtic Frost cover, Scum, Napalm Death cover. So, I mean, so that's uh, the grind stuff, too, with the with the, the death metal thrown in. So it goes really, he covers everything on this album, uh-huh. the influential stuff. Um, Gateway to the Beyond from the movie The Beyond. Flesh Eaters from Cannibal Apocalypse, uh, and the outro uh, is from The Evil Dead. So, I mean, and he has, because I saw Will actually at the Kiss reunion in uh, 1996, and as I was oh, I didn't think you like Kiss, because, you know, the music's really not anything it's like more, what you're into more rock and roll compared to what he plays and he's like yeah. well you like him and I, and he's because he saw me i was wearing I, it's weird i remember these things because he pointed me out because i was wearing an evil dead shirt there <laughs> he's like well you like him right i said well yeah i said i just as a kid the visuals he's like well that's why i like him too i was like okay well it makes sense <laughs> so uh another album hacked up for barbecue and that's based on you, that's. that's oh, sorry, based, the title just made me laugh. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so that's based on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So this has some intros from uh, song "Blood Craving," "When a Stranger Calls," and that's another one. The the intro is almost as long as the song. <laughs> that's how they got the forty two minutes for the album length. Yeah, exactly. So if you, if you three on a meat hook. Uh, another one, Deranged Insanity from Unhinged, Cannibal Feast, Cannibal Ferox, uh, Fog of Death from the John Carpenter film The Fog, Apocalyptic Devastation, they got a clip from The Road Warrior, Hacked Up from Bar- for Barbecue from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm still not done yet, Rick. There's still more. There's uh, <laughs> Morbid Butchery from Maniac, Drilling for, for Brains from Bloodsucking Freaks. Eaten Alive by Maggots, Mortuary, Witch's Coven, Suspiria, and Mortician from Phantasm 3. Wow. So this is, uh, like I said, if you like horror and and crazy music, you, you have to listen to this band. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, be wary if you go see them live. You might be in for a weird experience. Well, well let's talk about that. So, yeah. uh they never came to our area for mm-hmm. years. I was talking to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to come. We're going to come to Connecticut one of these days. We're going to come. And then finally, they did come. Uh, Merritt in Connecticut. Strangest location, the Hanover House. Yeah, that was a freaking, freaking weird, <laughs> weird place, I tell you. And uh, we went in the winter. If you remember, it was freezing. And then we walked inside. It was colder inside than it was outside. Yeah, that's very. It's really hard to get that ha- to happen, <laughs> but they they made it possible. When you don't have heat in a place, uh, you know it tends to get colder inside. Uh, do you so remember re- the in- Do you remember the inside of the venue, the the, uh, the where the bands played? Uh, there was like carpets and right. I mean, I'm trying to think. Was it like a weird painting, you, like on like the a, wall? It was uh, the walls were painted black, and it, it was like a complete. It was just the scariest place that I've ever walked into, but that's, that's not even that's not even uh, that's it, it gets scarier. That's the other thing. It's just well, uh, the fan uh, the fans there were extremely weird. 
you know. And I've <laughs> been to a the... lot of metal shows in my day. You know, I've been to a lot. So, you know, it's not like I, I uh, you know, it's not like it was a new thing for me to go see something like this. Yeah, so, yeah, it was definitely a, <laughs> it was definitely a strange experience going there. Um, and I remember being freezing, but Will was still just wearing the no shirt, but the uh, the leather uh, vest. I was like, oh, my God, it must be like below zero in here. And he's still playing. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was definitely an experience. You agree? Yeah, that was the like the dingiest music venue I've ever I've ever experienced. Do you remember going for a drink in the other room? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this might have been the last place, last time I've ever been to this place as well. Because you walk in and it uh, it was like one of those places out of a movie. Like it was, uh, we didn't fit in in a, in yeah. a way. You know, it just looked like it was a bunch of bikers that were probably very racist and. Uh, you know, and and uh, looked at you funny <laughs> for walking in their place. But uh, then, the, were you yeah. there? Well, then we went to see uh, God Forbid there. That wasn't the it same did, show? Uh, no, different. No, but the same venue. Okay. And uh, so same crowd was there, there, but the, yeah. yeah, for Dissolve and God Forbid. And I'm like, oh boy, I hope nothing crazy happens. And nothing did, which I was yeah. shocked. I'm surprised <laughs> nothing happened the first time that we were there. Yeah. Being, you know, it just. <laughs> There was just so many, you know, the guy that there was like that one guy that just looked like he had been had. I don't know if there was something wrong with him or he had too much to drink, but uh, yeah, I don't know if you yeah, remember this it, guy. Yeah, off to the <laughs> side, it was a pretty scary <laughs> experience. But, but yeah, so but we we did get the full experience though. With yes. The... yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mortician. <laughs> yes, we did and they're playing. And I saw there's going to be a death metal fest in Maryland. They're going to be playing at yeah. actually. All right. Well, the funny thing is, like, they didn't even have a drummer, right? It was just the guitar. Yeah, for bassist. this show, well, well, I this time the drummer did come, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Okay. Yes, because I remember they had electronic drums. And it was they just, did. They yeah. did. Yeah, for some of their albums, they uh, it was just like a two piece at one point, and. Okay. Uh, yeah, they kept changing band members a lot. <laughs> so it was Will's project, essentially. Just whoever, yeah. whoever showed up to the studio that day. Him, and I can't remember the other band member's name. Uh, Roger. Those are the two main guys. So um, another album, Chainsaw Dismemberment. <laughs> it's it's uh, Stab. It's one of the songs when a stranger calls. Mass Mutilation. From uh, they have Sam, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, Mall Beyond Recognition, Silent Night, Bloody Night, Rabid, I Drink Your Blood, Decayed, and that's from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Island of the Dead, from Zombie 2, Slaughtered, from Blood Eaters, The Crazies, based on the Romero film, The Crazies, and Silent Night, Bloody Night. Based on that film, Chainsaw Dismemberment uh, samples from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Wolfen from the film Wolfen, uh, Camp Blood from Friday 13th Part 2, the best one with Sackhead Jason, <laughs> Slaughterhouse uh, from the film, Rats from the film Rats Night of Terror. Still going, Rick. This is a lot of a lot of material. Mater Tenebrum from Inferno. 
and then the outro from uh, outro Lord of the Dead from Mortician Part Two. They they seek these movies out. I tell you, yeah. Like they the he some of these movies I was uh, you know I'm familiar with quite a few of them being a horror fan myself, but they really dug into like the the uh, the, the, the obscure cult films, uh, so to speak. You know, yeah. Just just to create content for us lucky fans. <laughs> <laughs> now, then the last album, this is the last album that they made, to my knowledge, Domain of Death from 2001. So uh, some of the songs, Brood of Evil from The Brood, uh, The Hatchet Murders, Deep Red, Domain of Death, uh, Mark of the Devil, Protoplasma, is a pungent stench cover, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, just throw that in there. Uh, Martin the Vampire from uh, the Romero film Martin. Uh, Telepathic Terror. Scanners. Uh, Dr. Gore. The Body Shop. Extra Ultrine Pregnancy. That's a disastrous murmur cover. So I'm uh, looking at... Every... They, actually put an al- they actually put an album out in 2004. Now, is it a live album? Says reanimated or yeah. Oh, that's Re- right. That's right. The reanimated. It's right based on the reanimator. That's right. You're right yeah. on that, Rick. I, they, I missed that. And they did Darkest Day of Horror in 2003. Okay. So yeah, so they so they have tons and tons of horror material. Yeah, and there's a ton. Yeah, no, because the live albums are listed separately from what I see. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah, because I remember they came out with some live albums also. Mm-hmm. They got a bunch of seven-inch singles and EPs. Uh, they got some compilations out too. Uh, apparently, they were on a Slayer tribute. Uh, isn't that something? Oh wow! I oh, that and now. a tribute and a tribute to a band that we talked about earlier in Batigo. Oh, okay. They covered uh, Cannibal Lust. Well, this is definitely uh, the probably the biggest compliment I could give them is. Uh, I had a friend in my car once, uh, and we when we drive the the college. We go back and forth. He'd take turns, you know, going back, and he'd play whatever music. And you know who this kid is, Mike Lovegrove. He would always yep. play the Smiths and Morrissey <laughs> when he was driving. Uh, and then uh, I would just put in all just whatever hardcore death metal. I was like, oh, and he's interesting because some of it he liked, and some of it. He wasn't crazy about us. Oh, here, I'll put this band in, Mortician. He's like, I never felt so uncomfortable in my life. I feel like jumping out of the car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that music could do that to you. That's, you know. Especially if you listen to Morrissey and the Smiths and you get a dose of that. (laughs) Well, I remember there was a phase where all he listened to was, what, Bad Religion or something to that effect. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so they do have a, a ton of horror materials. But I just, I just want to talk about. I figure some people find that interesting. How there is a lot of this uh, horror, actual horror films, not just generic yeah. horror mixed into uh, into the music. Uh, there's a newer band you and I don't care about, but this is before it became trendy. Also doing this. Yeah, this is also you know there's. Uh, you know, there's a lot of music out there these days that are, you know, supposed to be a certain genre that doesn't necessarily fit the uh, these the styles that you and I grew up on. But go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. there's there's like oh no, it's fine. Like like Ice Nine Kills is the one the kids like now. 
Yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, I, I refuse and, to listen. But. No, it's not very good. It's the new screaming and then the melodic stuff. But they talk about horror films. But doing that nowadays, to me, it's not really... This is, you gotta remember, like, S.O.D. talked about Freddy in 1985. Right. And those movies were were just coming out at that point, so it was kind of Exactly. Yeah. So, it's it's a different time, and you're doing it back then. I I think there's more of, not to say there aren't some bands that really care about it, but I think there's just something more special at that time when Mm -hmm. horror was really, it was definitely more underground, too, at that time, where now it's very mainstream. Well, you can definitely tell the difference between the horror that we grew up in in the 1980s. And I mean, some of these movies that they're they're referring to, uh, such as like Mortician, they go really deep into like probably some 60s or 70s, like cult horror films. But, you know, the 80s was like the real peak for horror. It wasn't necessarily mainstream as far as like today's horror where, you know, it's it's softer. In a mm-hmm. way, you know what I mean. It's not necessarily a scary. Uh, everything's computer generated, and it's just it's 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 less it's overproduced. Yes, right. It's not like raw yes. sounding. Yes, and so that's that's why the the horror that we grew up on it was a little bit more fresh, and uh, and innovative. I'd have to say. So it's very rare that uh, uh, I find horror films that I actually truly appreciate in the modern area. A lot of ones that I find, I actually read about in like magazines. Uh, okay. You know, like I'll find stuff that's like direct DVD or something to that effect, um, because they remind me of like the horror of old. You know, um, it's just the the commercialized stuff today. That's you know, they're just all about making billions of dollars, and it's not it's not nearly as interesting as like the old the, the stuff that we. Yeah, I mean, on. there is. It's just like music today. There's a lot of terrible music, but there is some good stuff. You gotta seek you it out. Gotta, the same yeah, with the movies you too. You gotta, yeah. you gotta you have to. You have to look for it, you know. But uh, I think I misunderstood you before when talking about the movies. I said like uh, raw sound. I was talking about the the bands back yeah. then were like raw, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And, and now some of this is a little too overproduced. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, that happens a lot, especially with you know. I listen to a lot of garage rock, and a lot of the bands today, it's just it doesn't sound as garagey because they're working in a million dollar studio as opposed to just a four track in their garage. <laughs> you know, so it doesn't sound as good. And I have to give uh, uh, honorable mention to the Ghetto Boys. <laughs> Bushwick Bill sang a song about Chucky. Yes, he did. Yes. Back in, I don't know what year this was. Was it like, it was in early 90s? I was in high school. Yeah. So he sang about 90s. Child's Play. So that, that we have to uh, give an honorable mention to that. Um, but down the few, you know, down the road, Rick, I definitely want to do another episode with uh, horror and music uh, that we talked about before. I think it'll be a lot of fun. We just got to do some research on it. Yeah, there's a lot more. There's a lot more to cover. There's a lot more to talk about. Uh, you know, that that that'll be more interesting. All right, Ricky, is there anything you want to end with? Uh, yeah, I just want you, you know, if you guys are into professional wrestling, to go check out my podcast, the PWZ podcast. We're on YouTube uh, is our main place uh, these days. Uh, we're also on, you know, iTunes or, or Spotify. We talk about uh, a lot of professional wrestling in the Northeast, but we do cover some of the mainstream stuff. Um, I got an interview with uh, local, or excuse me, Northeast indie talent, uh, PJ Savage, coming out uh, this week. So please go check that out if uh 
uh, if you get a chance, because he's going to be one of the uh, bright young kids that's going to be making a name for himself in the future. Okay, that's cool. I'll check yeah. it out. And just uh, if anybody hears this in the Connecticut, New York area, don't have anything to do on a Friday night, uh, go to ConnecticutCultClassics.com. Uh, there's two independent films going to be playing uh, Friday night. starts at 8 p.m. The Dead Girl Apartment 3 and um, Night at the Eagle Inn, two films. So worth checking out if you're in the area, I think. That's it. Thank you, and try and enjoy the daylight. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to it on. Also, please share this podcast with others. To follow us on Instagram, please go to shocking.things.podcast, and to like us on Facebook, it's at shockingthingspodcast. Our email is shockingthingspodcast at gmail.com, and you can leave a voice message that's located in the show notes. And until next time, try and enjoy the daylight.